0: Check, hey, what's up? Welcome to the Open Mics Podcast. I'm your host Marcus Owen talking about talking about open mics. Man, this has been uh, this has been a crazy week. It's uh, been, I mean, every week has ups and downs, I guess, and everybody has ups and downs. But this one has had ups and downs like no other, man. It's just been crazy. Crazy, crazy. Um, I'll talk about the Amazon Prime stuff in a second. Um, yeah, well, let's just go through the past week. So, last week Tuesday, I did. Uh, I was booked on the Ford Patio Show. I've Talked about that one quite a few times on the uh, on the podcast. That's just it's a good room, man. Even though it's outside, it's still a good room. Did the three four two mic before that. At the Ford Patio show. I had a great set. I really did did well not to pat myself on the back. But I fucking didn't record it. So I was really, really bummed. Because there were some, uh, some riffs and stuff in there that I really would have liked to listen to and shit. Um, and then after my set, I found out that uh, one of the people in the audience was my cousin. That I had never met before. And her kid. Uh, cousin-in-law, I guess. So... I talked to them for a while and that kind of just blew my fucking mind. Like I did I just wasn't expecting to meet a member of my family that I had never ever met before. So that was just like weird and fucking kind of rattling. So that uh it was just crazy, man, because it was like shit. I first of all, I did my whole set. I didn't know you were here. I did crowd work on someone who I didn't even know was my fucking cousin. Like it was just the weirdest shit. And afterwards, like I talked to them for a while and she had her kid who was like 17 and he wants to be a comedian. So he's asking me all these questions and I had, apparently I'd met him before when he was like seven, but I had never met her before. Um, she married my cousin who's now divorced or whatever, but I don't fucking know. She said she's like excommunicated from that half of the family, which I don't know, man. I don't even talk to that half of the family that much, but it was just really weird and strange I mean, she's super nice. She was very nice. Um, it was really cool that they came out to the show. I just was not ready for it. So it kind of mentally fucked me. Uh, like that night on the drive home, I was just like, what the fuck just happened, dude? It was just the craziest shit. So that was Tuesday. Um, Wednesday, I uh, I did Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle, did the open mic there, did some new stuff, had fun. Then I went and did the Town Pump, downtown Detroit. And I was, you know, just trying to do some new jokes. And, like, (laughs) at the end of my set, one of the bar patrons got into a very loud verbal argument with the bartender. I don't know what the fuck they were arguing about. But it was to a point where nobody in the room was watching me or paying attention to what the fuck I was saying. They were all just watching the bar, like, watching this fight almost go down. No no one threw hands or anything, but, like, it was just very... Very uh, aggressive yelling back and forth between the dude and the bartender. So, yeah, Doug Stanhope had a great line. He was like, Nobody goes away from the fight to watch the band. Like, nobody. Yeah, I was at that point, I was just like, All right, well, we're watching this. So I tried it. And then I realized at a point, I was like, For the sake of the mic, I should probably just try to get everyone's attention back on the stage. But it was fucking weird, man. So that was Wednesday. Thursday, I did not do shit. Didn't do anything on Thursday. Did not do a goddamn thing. Um, and then uh, Friday, I had a show up in Lapeer at the Pix Theater in Lapeer, Michigan. It's about a hundred seater. It's not a huge theater; kind of a smaller theater, hundred seater um, with maybe twelve people in it. And I had to be clean, so I had to do clean comedy. For I did about sixteen minutes uh, for twelve people in a fucking theater of a hundred. So that was just weird. <sighs> yeah. And then after that, I went and did the the open mic of the independent comedy club Saturday, Saturday. I was just looking for something to do, man. I, I just need, I was four minutes short of my 60 minutes for the week. So I was like, all right, I mean, I just got to fucking get us on a stage somewhere. Um, I was able to do uh, a set at the Independent Comedy Club, closing out the Cocktail Hour show, and then I did uh, another clean set at Starters. Uh, Josiah Jones; it was his weekend. He uh, Saturday he wanted to do a clean, like church type show, so I, he let me do uh, let me do some time. I did about 10, 11 minutes of clean stuff, some crowd work, riffing and stuff, but kept it clean and had fun. And then Sunday was a wacky fucking day. I'll get into that in a second. And then uh, yesterday, Monday, I did I was in the Cleveland comedy open at Hilarities. Um I did not advance, so that was fucking great. I got to drive two hours and forty minutes there to do five minutes and then two hours and forty minutes back. and I did not advance. i fucking just didn't have the juice, man. I don't know. i fucking I did my jokes and shit, but I just. I don't know if I didn't have the energy for it or my mind was my mind was definitely somewhere else. But like, I just uh, really disappointed in myself on that one because I just fucking suck, dude. And it's not like I bombed. I didn't have a shitty set. I just did not have the set that you would have to have to get through to that fucking on that competition. So I just fucking am really pissed at myself about that more than anything. Um, yeah. So that was yesterday. And then today's Tuesday. So. That was my past week in stand-up. I did two, four, six, eight, nine mics in the past week. Um, Mic shows, whatever the fuck you want to call them man. Got up nine times. Um, I found out on, I think, Thursday or Friday night, I got a call that uh, I'm going to be able to do a half-hour special for Amazon Prime. Um, it's being uh, produced by Mind Vision Productions, which is a local Detroit uh, production company. They have a deal with Amazon. Uh, six episodes for a comedy series called Getting Off. Um, they had six comedians picked out for it. Um, they they had to make some changes to the lineup due to various reasons. Long story short, they kicked off one of the comics. One of the other comics decided they didn't want to do it, and then. They needed to add someone in, and uh, T-Barb, i got to give her a shout-out. She recommended me for it. I met with the producer on Saturday. I spoke with him Friday, met with him Saturday, um, signed the contract and shit, signed my soul over, whatever. So, yeah, I get to do that, and I guess I I should sound more excited. Um, It's just, like I said, there's some other shit going on. Um, But, yeah, so that's going to be filming next Friday, October 25th. At the uh, Paul Robeson Theater um, in Detroit, so tickets are thirty bucks, which I know is not free. It's not cheap, um, but if you could come out, that would, dude, it would mean a lot to me because a special is only as good as the audience, right? I don't want to have a special with fucking nobody there, so um, it'd be really cool if you guys could come out to that. Um, I'm gonna bring the heat, the other comics on there. So, like I said, T Barb is on there. Uh, Fago is on there. He hosts the punchline on the weekends. If you've ever been there, um, Tattoo Man Page. Uh, he's got a like three hundred thousand Instagram followers. He's a big Instagram guy. Uh, J Boy, another Instagram dude. They're on the show too. So that'll be uh, that'll be next Friday. So if you want to come out, please do. That'd be cool. I would appreciate uh, the support. Um, so yeah, other shit. Sunday. Uh, pfft. Sunday, um, my, uh, my girlfriend had a manic episode, um, if you don't know, she's bipolar schizophrenic, she had an episode, and she, I don't even know how the fuck to talk about it, but long story short, she's now in the mental hospital, she's back in the mental hospital, it's not like it's her first time there or anything, but it sucks every fucking time. So, uh, I'm gonna go try to visit her tonight. They got visiting hours tonight from seven to eight thirty, so I'm gonna shoot up to Auburn Hills and uh try to visit her, man. um it's fucking it's really shitty. It's really, really shitty. Um I don't know how to handle mental illness. um we've been dating for like a year and a half, and I still don't know how to fucking deal with it. I don't know what to do when she's in a manic state i don't know what the right protocols are or any shit like that so um anytime that she has an episode and ends up in the hospital this is now the third time since we started dating i always feel like i could have done something differently that maybe would have prevented it um but then you read shit online that's like you can't blame yourself and blah 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 which i get yeah no and i'm the one thing I've learned about, um, and I watched this fucking dude on Facebook. It's crazy that this shit showed up on Facebook today. A guy who was like, he, his wife has, uh, is bipolar or whatever. And he was, um, talking about his experience dealing with that. They had been married since he was like 18 or something. So it like came up while they were already together. Like I knew, um, my girlfriend was, had mental illness before we started dating. Like she told me pretty, pretty, uh, pretty upfront. Um, But the dude on the Facebook video was just talking about, like, how hard it is and everything like that. And I really related to it. I shared it on Facebook because it was a really powerful speech. It was one of those moth speeches, which is, like, I guess TED, but a different brand. I don't know. It's like TED Talks, but uh, just different brand. Moth Talks. I don't fucking know. Butterfly Talks. Um, But, yeah, he had a good good talk about it. Um, Yeah, so... It's like you want to you want to be supportive but at the same time you can't let someone else's mental illness hold hold you down, hold you back, pull you down, all of that shit cuz like the more you read about it it's like mental illness first of all you can't cure it. There's no cure. Even the treatment is so fucking like they don't have any idea what they're doing. Um you know, they try to give people with mental illness different medications and shots and uh what else? Therapy. Um, and I don't know how well any of that shit works. I mean, you, you if you do any research on mental illness, you realize that, fuck, the medical community doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. They don't understand it. It's not like a cold where they're like, oh, well, here's the chemical things that are doing this, this, and this, and that's why you have phlegm in your throat and you're coughing. It's not like that at all, dude. They don't they don't really fucking understand it. Um, Terrence McKenna, who is like a super-duper trippy dude, Um, did a lot of like mushrooms and all kinds of shit. He was this fucking professor, science professor or something like that. Um, he talked about how people who are diagnosed as schizophrenic are really just people who we don't understand how their mind works. He said that, um, schizophrenic people are essentially tripping all the time, sort of. I mean, like I said, I'm not a fucking scientist, but sort of what he said was like schizophrenic people their perspective, um their their the way their mind works is not normal. And it's more like if you've ever taken hallucinogenics, he's like, that's what it's like more so for them all the time. Um it's just a little bit their perspective is just a little different because of the chemical makeup of their brain. But it's we don't we don't understand it. So we just call it schizophrenia or we call it, you know, these different names for it. Um, schizophrenia is kind of the the Typical one bipolar is another one. um So yeah, yeah, it's it's very uh it's very difficult, and it's like I don't know what to do. I don't know when she's manic. I'm like, you know, I, I I try to be like, hey, maybe take your medicine, but I can't make anyone do anything. I can't. I can't just be like, take your medicine. Fucking no, it's not how that shit works. So it's like I don't know what to do. I always feel very stuck. Um, and one of the other shitty things is when someone is having a manic episode, they're not themselves. So like you, you, here's this person who you love acting in a way that you're like, that's not how you normally are. Like you're clearly something's going on. You're, you're clearly being manic. And she posted a video on Facebook when she was manic too. So like, if you, um, if you watch that, you kind of get what I'm talking about, but it's like, they just, man, they're just fucking all over the map and I don't know what to do in those situations. And I feel like every time it happens, I fuck up somehow and then she ends up in the hospital. And then I'm like, fuck the fuck could I have done differently? So, um, that was Sunday and Monday. Um, and she, she went to the hospital last night. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to, trying to work through that, man. Um, it's not very easy um, but like I was saying about the, you can't let other, like the mental illness of someone hold you back. Really all I mean by that is you have to let them get help. Um, you have to love them without enabling them, which is something I struggle with too. Cause it's like, when, when does something become enabling? When, what, what constitutes enabling, what any of the any of these fucking things. And it's like again, I'm I'm a 25-year-old comedian with a business degree. I took zero science classes in college because I'm not a science person. Um I took one psychology class in high school and I did not try very hard in it. I wasn't a good student in it. So um it's all like I'm learning as I go with all of this shit And I know this is the open mics podcast And I'm not really talking about fucking open mics But this is just what the fuck happened to me this past week Like I said I I did nine sets I found out I'm getting an Amazon Prime special And my girlfriend's in the hospital So uh, the mental hospital Because when you say hospital people are like Oh my god is she okay And it's like no she's not okay But it's not like she's on her deathbed either Because it's it's mental it's, it's a whole different field of of illness that again we don't fucking understand society stigmatized. like if you break your leg everyone's like oh shit you broke your leg I'm so sorry blah 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 like we get that it's something we can all wrap our heads around but we can't wrap our heads around breaking part of your brain or some shit like it it, we just so you know there's there's some people who are just like oh it's just being crazy and then there's other people who are ultra sensitive to it and everything like that when in reality it's somewhere in between it's somewhere like yeah, you have to have sensitivity, but we also have to, you know, in you have to somehow trust science too, right? It's not like, I know we don't understand it well, but leaving it unregulated can't be the answer either because, uh, when, when the mental illness is unregulated, it results in manic states that are terrifying. Like, cause they, like I said, she's not acting like herself when she's doing that. I don't even mean, like you don't recognize her. It's not her personality. It's, it's, uh, it's something completely different. So it's very scary, man. It's That's that's the worst part is like when she's in a manic state, it's, it's terrifying. You're like, fuck, the, what do I do? And she's never a threat to anyone else. Like when she's manic, it's not like she's going to beat me up or beat up someone else. She's only a, a, a danger to herself, which is even scarier because it's not like how do you now – that you know that how do you try to prevent someone from hurting themselves without cuz th- and that's the other thing it's like i don't want you to hurt yourself but at the same time i know that you're in a mental state right now where if i try to prevent you from doing something you're viewing me as like the preventer and the the bad guy and everything so it's like you're trying to like keep a distance while being helpful and it's it's fucking impossible is what it is It's just impossible. And I know I'm saying this like I I know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I, I really don't. After a year and a half and now three hospital trips, I still don't know what the fuck to do. And every time it's been like, hey, can I just like she's acting manic and I'm like, maybe let me just take you dear dads or something. Let me take you home. Let's and then she takes that as get the fuck out. Which is not what I said, but that's how she takes it because she's in a manic state, and then she just leaves. And he like, what do you what do you do? You just grab her and not let her leave? I guess I don't know. Maybe that's what I should have done, but like, it's it's fucking. Oh my god, it's fucking hard. So that's where I'm at right now. But come out October 25th to my fucking Amazon Prime special taping or whatever the fuck. So. Ah. Yeah. Like I said, I'm trying not to blame myself because that doesn't help. You know, I'm just trying to be supportive um, while still staying on top of my shit, because um, one of the things that I heard said that was like very and it wasn't in reference to mental illness. It was just in reference to um, other people in your life Um you're not obliged to go down with someone else's ship is one of the things that I heard said. Um, and I think the reason that rings true is like you have to make sure that you stay focused on what you need to do. Because the moment that you let other people's trials and tribulations turn into your trials and tribulations um Which, to a point, like, you have to, especially when you're in a relationship with someone, you have to support them and this and that. But you can't drop your responsibilities, right? Like, you have responsibilities as a partner in a relationship, but you also have responsibilities as a person doing stuff. So I can't just start skipping shows. I can't miss shows. And I, I have an obligation to take care of myself, which I fucking haven't been doing. Like, since Sunday, i just been fucking every night, which is two nights, but uh, just staying up late watching shit, and I drank heavily the other night. Not, like, crazy, but I got fucking, I don't know, drank, like, eight beers, which, for me, is not a ton, but it's also still eight fucking beers, so I don't know what the fuck. And that's not good. Like, I shouldn't be eating chicken nuggets and french fries every fucking night because I'm depressed. But that's what the fuck I've been doing the last couple nights. I was I was really I was getting my shit back too, man. I was like I had gotten over this cold. I was getting back in the gym. I was hitting you know I did fucking I did uh, doubles. I did two um, sets a night Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday last week. Like I was, and then I you know I was back in the gym. I was getting my cardio back up. I was starting to eat healthy again. I had stayed off the booze for a couple days. I found out I'm getting this Amazon prime special. Like all these things were going good. And then just like a fucking train, dude, you just get hit by that shit. And then it's like, Oh my fucking God, I am. What the fuck? So now I'm back in this situation where I'm like, okay, (sighs) she's in the hospital. She's going to be in there probably a week. Normally she's in there for about a week or so. Um, that is what it is. I can't, there's nothing I can do right now. That's going to change that. There's nothing that I can do right now. That's going to change what happened last week, uh, or on Sunday or whatever. So I'm, I'm back in the situation and it's like eating unhealthy and drinking and not sleeping well and staying up too fucking late, like late beyond what I normally, like, I know I'm doing comedy every night, so I'm going to be out fucking late, but like coming home getting home at midnight and then watching South Park till 2 30 in the morning while drinking beer and eating chicken nuggets. that's not fucking good. there's nothing good about that that's not gonna help me for anything. so now I'm like how okay I gotta I gotta make sure that this shit doesn't derail the fucking shit that I'm trying to do too because that's the biggest thing that I'm saying is like you? so how do you support someone and try to love someone and try to like help them and all these things? while simultaneously keeping your shit afloat, right? Because at the end of the day, like, even if you're in a relationship, you're still in a fucking kayak, right? We're all in kayaks in life. Nobody's in a canoe, and you can, well, we're, we do everything together, blah, blah. No, you're still in a fucking kayak. Everyone's in a goddamn kayak, and, you know, there's, there's people who, you know, can try to help teach you how to be a better kayaker, but at the end of the day, you still got to paddle for yourself, right? And you can, you know... Help people and this and that. But you can't let the fact that one person is right now flipped over flip you the fuck over. So now there's two flipped over kayaks. This, this is That's not how this shit works, man. And I know that's not the best analogy. And some of you might be listening to this like, wow, you're a real asshole. Well, you know what? I don't fucking know what to do right now. So I'm trying to just vent a little bit um, and, you know... I wish this podcast was more insightful about open mics and shit, but I don't fucking know. All the shows I did last week were shows that I've already talked about on the podcast anyway. So other than hilarities, which, you know, if you're like, go to Cleveland, by the way, I was only there. Like I had been to Cleveland last year for like four days. First time I ever slept in my car was when I was out there and Cleveland has a really good open mic scene. They got a really good club. Like hilarities is an amazing club. I would love to work there. Um, and they have a really cool scene. Like the people are cool. A lot of the shows are in Lakewood, which is like a, just, um, to the West, like a suburb just to the West of Cleveland. So there is, it's pretty centrally located. You can hit a lot of mics in a short amount of time. Um, but yeah, I only did the, the one yesterday when I was in Cleveland, but, um, yeah, I mean, if you're in Detroit, definitely make it to make the drive. It's only two hours, 40 minutes, like I said, but. I should have, and my, this is where it fucked me up too, man. Like I was planning on going Sunday night. Here's what happened. I was going to go to Cleveland. I had, so I had shows, uh, Saturday here in Detroit. And then I knew Monday I had that competition in Cleveland. So I was like, okay, I'll go to, I'll go to Cleveland on Sunday. I'll sleep in my car Sunday night. I'll do the competition Monday and drive home. Right. I'll do some mics Sunday night, kind of get ready, get in the, get in the fucking rhythm and shit. And, uh, then everything went fucking down um with the uh, with my girlfriend on sunday so like i ain't, ah, man so i i didn't even get home saturday night till like 5 in the morning um and then sunday morning she's acting manic i'm fucking sleep deprived and shit just goes down and like it, it was there was too much shit going on here for me to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to Cleveland tonight and go do some fucking open mics. Fuck no. Like, I just couldn't do it. I, I didn't have shit in my life at home was not in a position where I was like, I can go to Cleveland and not worry about it right now. So I didn't go to Cleveland Sunday night. I didn't do anything Sunday night. I just fucking stayed at home and tried to figure out what the fuck was going on with my girlfriend while at the same time just trying to stay somewhat emotionally stable which i didn't because i just fucking ate edibles and drank like a fucking idiot but sometimes that's what the fuck i do i don't know i'm not perfect but yeah so sunday night uh i was just super fucking depressed um i didn't want to talk to her which might sound mean but it's like part of it is when she's manic she's mean she's mean as fuck man. And she's a very nice person. That's the crazy thing. It's like if you've ever met Genevieve, she's very, very nice. She's very polite. She's very cool. Um, but when she's manic, she's not the same person. Like she can she's very extroverted and uh she can also be very mean. And it's not like again, her brain is warped when she's having one of those episodes. Like the chemical balance in her in her brain is just off. So I'm not trying to be like, oh, she's a dick, but there's only so much you can take being around someone who's manic and being mean just emotionally, right? Like, it's not, again, she's not like a physical harm to anybody, but she she'll say some shit that is fucking very not cool. And you're like, how much are you supposed to fucking take? Like, what the fuck are you supposed to do before you're like, I'm getting upset? This is bullshit. And I know, like, okay, I know she's... Fucking mentally unstable and all this shit. But I'm, I'm like, okay, well, let me just take you to your dad's. That's where your medicine is. Let me just take you over there. And then she just took that as get the fuck out. And she just fucking left. And I I'm what am I going to chase after her? That's not going to fucking get anything. To, I No, this, maybe I should have. I don't fucking know. But yeah, I was just like, all right, well, you know what? Whatever. I just, I can't, I don't know what the fuck to do. So she just fucking left. Her dad picked her up. And... Yeah, so I'm in this fucking headspace at that point where I'm like, I don't fucking know what the fuck is going on. Um, and after I found out that she had made it home okay, I was just like, you know what, fuck this. I'm going to just fucking, I'm just going to eat pizza and drink some beer and eat an edible and try to go to sleep. So that's what I did. And you know what, did not help at all did not feel any fucking better after i did that um so yeah that's that's what happened there man um yeah could have handled it better not going to lie could have done a lot of things better could have done better at hilarities yesterday could have could have handled the the crazy girlfriend better on sunday could have fucking not been a lazy piece of shit last thursday and maybe done a fucking mic could have could have done a lot of fucking things. But, you know, I mean, yeah, whatever. Hindsight's twenty twenty, and you're supposed to learn from your mistakes and all that shit. But, like, I don't know. I don't know necessarily what to do all the time. Um, Which is a hard thing to fucking realize, too, man. Like, I'm 25. And honestly, I'm I'm gonna keep going on this podcast. I don't really give a shit. You don't have to listen to the whole fucking thing. Um I'm I'm turning twenty-six on Friday. Um and every time that I turn a year older, I try to do like inventory. I try to think about where was I a year ago um like i try to do a year recap i'm like okay well what's the shit i did when i was 25 what's the shit i did when i was 24 23 whatever you know going into turning the next age so now i'm turning 26 um which on the one hand is young on the one hand it's not like 26 is still mid 20s but it's also late 20s depending on how you divide it up so it's like I'm going into my late 20s, man. Um should I should I have a better handle on certain things? Should I have a better understanding of certain things? Um I definitely should. And I'm definitely trying to like work on that too, but um I don't know, man. I'm trying to All right, I got to switch over the recording. Okay. Switched it. Got it. Cool. But I, yeah, I don't know, man. That's, there's another, like, every time I turn a year older, I feel a little bit anxious and I feel like, oh, shit. Gotta, gotta make shit happen because you're getting closer to fucking dying, right? Which everyone's thinking. But it's like, dude, 25, man, I put up fucking numbers at 25. This past year, like, I did shit in comedy that, um, and I never, I mean, I was able to really start becoming more of a professional comedian, not only just getting booked spots and going to different places around the country. And yeah, I fucking, I won a comedy competition. That was fucking some shit that I was not expecting to do. Honestly, like when I, when I first signed up for that comedy competition at Mark Ridley's last year, I was just like, ah, oh, well fucking, I don't know. Because the year before I wanted to sign up and I just missed sign up. So I was like, "Ah, oh, well, shit, I wish I would have been in that competition last year. That would have been fun. And then the next year I actually did sign up and first round happened and I advanced and I was like, whoa, what the fuck? And then I made it out of the semifinals. I was like, what the hell? And then at that point I was already like full time going at comedy. I had quit my job and was really trying to put all my energy into this shit. And by the time the finals came around and I won, I was just like, whoa, that's what can happen when you work hard. And yeah, like I went to LA for the first time. I fucking, I got to perform with Anthony Jesselnik. I got to do the comedy store main stage in the belly room in the fucking original room. I got to do both stages at the ice house. Like I got to do a ton of shit at 25 that if you'd have told me at 24, that that's what I would have been doing at 25. I would have been like, okay, hell yeah. Great. Um, I found out at 25 that I'm going to get to do an Amazon Prime special. If you'd have told me a year ago when I was turning 25 that, hey, next year, uh, in a year from now, like right before, you know, you turn 26, you're going to be getting ready to film an Amazon Prime special, a half hour, and you will have done these other things. You'll have have done your first uh, comedy festival in Burbank where you're going to get fucking voted best of the festival and you know you're gonna get to get flown out to california and you're gonna get to do all these things in comedy you get to do the laugh factory in chicago if you'd have told me that a year ago i would have been like whoa okay like let's do that um and that's what's fucked up man it's like so all these positive things and then just one one week one day really just like some just some shit can happen that'll make you fucking question all of it. It's just like, whoa, what the shit, man? So I don't know, man. I and like I said, this is not the first time that she's gone to the mental hospital. It's the third time since we started dating, and I think fifth time or something since she was first first uh, went to the hospital and got diagnosed. Um but every time fucking hurts. It really hurts every time. It hurts a little more than the time before. Um, And you start to question yourself a lot. Um, Like yourself in the relationship. Yourself as a boyfriend or partner or whatever. Um, You wonder, like, what am I doing wrong um could i have done more what could, should i have done less i don't know like that's where i get back to the enabling point it's like where when 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 are you enabling someone and when are you like um when are you just helping them how the fuck do you know and the other crazy thing is like every time i take her to therapy dude her therapist triggers her more than anyone else like it's like I'll take her to therapy. She'll be okay, and then she'll come out of therapy crying. Which I don't know what the point of therapy is. Maybe that's the point—is to cry a little bit. But I don't know if it just—it doesn't seem helpful. Maybe she has a bad therapist. This is the other thing, man. Like a lot of the mental health shit in this country. All you got to do is watch Doug Stanhope's bit about. Um, about his girlfriend Bingo and how where she gets mental health treatment and shit cuz that is exactly the same for Genevieve it's just i granted he Doug Stanhope lives in Bisbee Arizona so she's getting it out in Podunk Arizona and Genevieve gets treatment in Detroit but in terms of the dilapidated facilities the doctors who don't give a shit And the other thing is like, if you look up the mental hospital that she's in right now, she's in Havenwick up in uh, Auburn Hills. Look, just Google that fucking place, man. You read the Yelp reviews. The Yelp reviews for that mental hospital are scary. They're very scary to read because they're all people who are like, "Uh, I was in there for a week, you know or however long they were in there, but you read some of those reviews and they're like, it's the scariest shit ever. I have flashbacks and nightmares. It was everything you could imagine like from a scary movie. Like if you ever, ever watched a movie or any sort of cinema, television, fucking whatever, YouTube parody video that has a mental hospital scene in it. Yeah, it's spot on. It's pretty spot on. And obviously there's comedic effect and there's all kinds of shit that they put in to, you know, those to make them seem like more of crazy houses than they are. But, dude, you go to a fucking mental hospital and you're like, oh, my God, this is exactly like the fucking movies. And I can't even imagine being in there. Every time I've ever talked to Genevieve when she's there, I'm like, God damn it. God fucking damn it. Because it's it sounds brutal. Like and she's she's housed with all women, but. Um, I've, you know, she's told me stories about like women getting in fights and all kinds of crazy shit going on in there. It sounds, it sounds like one of those Netflix prison shows that I don't watch, but I've heard about them. Um, so yeah, man, uh, that's, that's been the past week. It's been, uh, it's been the past week. Um, yeah. Like I said, man, I don't fucking know. Uh, just to wrap this shit up, if you can, please come out to my Amazon Prime, uh, taping next Friday. It's uh, October 25th. 7pm is when the doors open up. Um, 8 o'clock is when the show is going to start. I don't know if I'm going to be like the first comic or the last comic or the middle comic. We haven't determined the order yet. Um, I'm just happy to be on it. So I'm, I'm honestly just not going to bitch about the order. I don't care if I got to go fucking before any, well, I don't want to go before anyone gets there, but you know, if I'm first, second, third, fourth, or fifth, I do not care. I'm just excited for this opportunity. So I really, if you're listening to this, please buy a ticket. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I do get a portion of the ticket sales. If that makes any difference, know that some of that 30 bucks is going to go to me. Uh, and, and I get some fucking like, if, if people actually watch this shit, like if it gets any views, I get, uh, some, what I guess you would call them streaming. Uh, I get, I get some streaming money. I get some fucking streaming money, man. So fucking God damn it. Watch this shit. If, you know, when, if, and when it comes out, please watch that shit. Uh, it's going to be 30 minutes. I'm going to do 30 minutes. Let me just put it that way they're going to air 20 to 25 minutes and then fill the other 5 minutes cuz every episode's going to be 30 minutes um so it's going to be like uh you know some 5 minute intro type background about the comedian little interview style shit and then it's supposed to be 25 minutes of stand up the contract said perform 20 to 25 minutes but i am going to try to do 30 so that i can um really make sure I get the best 25 out there because they're going to cut it up anyway. That's what the fuck they do. So, um, yeah, I'm going to try to do 30 minutes, but please, 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 please come out. Uh, that's next week, Friday. Um, at the Paul Robeson theater in Detroit tickets are on Eventbrite. If you look up, uh, getting off getting without the G at the end. So G E T T I N apostrophe off getting off comedy show, Um, on Eventbrite, they have tickets up there, um, yeah, so please, please, please come to that, please come to that, and also, if you want, I'm having a birthday roast, I guess, I'm having a fucking birthday roast on Friday, uh, maybe that'll be a good thing, maybe that'll be, uh, a get your mind off of the shit, shitty shit thing, and, uh, just fucking enjoy hanging out with some people and them making fun of you in a comedy club. Maybe it'll just be that, but I hope maybe that's what it can do. All right, cool. Yeah, come to my roast. It's on Friday, October 18th at the Independent Comedy Club. So, hey, man, if you listen to all of this, really, thank you so much. This is not what this podcast is supposed to be. It's supposed to be... uh Me talking more about open mics. But I had some emotional shit happen. Like I said, this was a crazy week, so that's why I went a little bit long. Um, And I hope you liked the little intro thing that I did at the beginning with the backspin. Wicker wicker.